Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Scarlett Russell, entertainment editor at the Sunday Times Style, and welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle, episode five of series three. In this podcast, I speak to a range of female entrepreneurs who've turned their side hustle into a thriving business. You can get the latest episodes straight to your device by subscribing through Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your podcasts. Plus, you can listen to every episode via the Times Radio app, which you can download now. On today's episode, I'm delighted to speak to a fellow Londoner and all-round awesome entrepreneur, Sam Jameson. Sam is the proud owner of Soapsmith, a range of luxury soaps, hand washes, all handmade and manufactured right here in London. Sam, who is 43, was born and raised in Hackney, went to Liverpool John Moores University, left with a degree in business studies and went on to work in events. It was during her day job that she started making soaps as a hobby before thinking about turning her passion into a business. She launched the brand in 2012, quitting her lucrative day job to focus 100% on her new venture. It paid off, but not without some slip-ups along the way. I met Sam over Zoom during lockdown and couldn't wait to hear the story of how Soapsmith came to be an award-winning, profit-churning side hustle. Welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle, Sam. It's great to have Thank you here. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's fantastic. It's a little dream of mine. You look beautiful, for, like, oh especially my, as at 9am. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here since six. Well, we're really excited to hear about your story of Soapsmith and how it started. So soap making was kind of a hobby of yours for a long time, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, yeah. Back in 2001, 2002, even before then. I used to make handmade soaps. It was the quickest, easiest thing to make that you could do on your own. You didn't need a massive amount of space and it produced beautiful soaps and fragrances. And people, well, when I say people, my mum and her friends <laughs> always used to, you know, when I say people, it's like it's a big thing. No, it was <laughs> my mum's neighbour, her friends, my friends would just ask for soap and it was easy for me to do, so... I was used to just making soaps. How did you know how? Do you remember AOL? AOL and Yahoo, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There used to be threads and forums where you had people all over the world talking about soap, talking about cold process, hot process. So we all used to email and put in our own little two pence worth and say, oh, we did this and we did that. That didn't work. This didn't work. So there was a really nice community. 
So that was how I started. And I was speaking to people in Australia and one lady in Australia developed the hot process method. And it was a crazy, crazy time, but it was fun. I was listening to a radio station and they were talking about how manufacturing is declining. And I was like, well, hang on a second, can I make soap? And I was like, I really want to do something with my hands. Throughout my industry, I was doing like paperwork in terms of the events. I wasn't really making anything. And that was how I thought, well, I'm going to do either cupcakes or I'm going to do soap. I thought I picked two of the best things I enjoy, food and soap. We'll never know how good those cupcakes might have tasted because obviously Sam decided to go with soap. I wanted to know how she got started, including how she came up with her unique company name. The company was going to be called Suds & Co. It was going to be called Suds & Co. And I thought, you know, that's really, I love it. It's really cute. But I thought it's really boring. It's not really me. And I was in bed and I was like, all I want to do is I want to think of a soap business that is passionate about soap, passionate like a locksmith, blacksmith. It was like soapsmith. I jumped out of bed so fast, I nearly broke my neck, checked on the computer for domain names. It was available. Everything was available. So I ended up with about 15 different domain names for different variations of soapsmith.com, .co.uk, the soapsmith, the original soapsmith. So that that was how I started. And then what was the next step? The next step really was to find out what I was going to produce well. So by this point, I had a really lovely lavender soap formulation. And I was like, right, okay, I'm going to do a lavender soap. And all of my friends would call their soaps like lemongrass and ginger and lavender and lemongrass. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be really different. I'm going to do something that is unique to me that I'm passionate about. And it was London. So I was like, okay, first soap, lavender. Right, lavender, 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 lavender. (laughs) Then I found out that it was going to be Lavender Hill. And that stuck. And I started researching and researching. And in the 18th century, Lavender Hill used to be a massive place where there was um, lavender essential oil production. That's why the streets off Lavender Hill are called Lavender Sweep and Lavender Gardens. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It was the beginning. And I thought, right, I'm going to make this soap company be about London. And I just started coming back into my memories of where I enjoyed being. Mm. Brick Lane, I used to, do you, do you know um, Truman, Truman Brewery? Yeah, yeah. Truman, yeah, remember that used to be like a really dodgy nightclub-y, yeah. you know, with 93 <laughs> feet east. Yes, yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yes. I used to go there. Yes, it was, it, was, um, it was amazing. And I remember going with my friends and partying and then afterwards going for a curry. And I thought, right. Brick Lane, it's going to be scented with ambers, with peppers, with the spices of a curry in a really nice, pleasing form. And it's actually, because of the sandalwood, it's actually our most expensive um, scent, Um, but it's absolutely gorgeous and I wouldn't change it. I love the person, it's the personal touch. And you know, I think if you're starting a business, the most successful ones are when you feel passionately about it and it's got a personal, because otherwise, why are you going to then? (laughs) See, the thing is for me, the moment you're an entrepreneur, the moment you start up a business, the way I saw it was, every job I've ever done, I've always put my heart and soul into it. Yeah, I spend more time with my work colleagues than I do my family. So I have to love them and I have to love what I'm doing. I'm I'm sorry, but I'd rather not be doing it. I would say now, if you were launching a business like this now, um, Mm. my first thought would be it's a crowded market. You know, there's a lot of soaps um, and hand lotions and things out there. But Mm. I guess back in 2010, you know, 10 years ago, 
it wasn't quite as crowded, was it? At the time when I started, not one, there wasn't a single soap making company in London. They were oh, all okay. out in the sticks because in London it's so expensive to have premises. And I also had premises. I, I started off at home but in the two years of development I did. Then I had to have a premise. And that's where the cost ramps up. So it's it's really important that you have a really nice foundation. So you've trademarked the name and then you're clearly starting to think more and more about how this is going to be a viable business. Yeah. Yeah. But you've said that you loved your job in events. So what was the kind of turning point where you thought, because I know you launched around 2012, the actual yeah. business. launched in Harrods, yeah. You want, launched in Harrods. But yeah. what was the turning point where you thought, I'm actually going to quit my job that I love and that's regular income yeah to do this business it was a case of people other people give you the feedback I was very 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 nervous because I was like how can I support myself selling soaps but my friends were like you know we'll buy it we'll buy it from you and I thought it's now or never I don't want to have any regrets and think if only if only to me are such awful words if only I had done that if only I had done this so I had no choice and it was such a massive for me that it was just coming together so many things happened and people were saying you know this person should sell it because it's fantastic and you know getting Harrods was really just cementing the initial decision. Sam knew her soaps were something special but even so for her products to be featured in a major department store so soon after launching is pretty impressive. How did it all come about? Sam's answer wasn't quite what I expected. To this day, I'm not 100% sure. I really don't. <laughs> Honestly, I was tiny. Who, who do I know in Harrods? No one. I think one of the perfumers I worked with knew somebody at Harrods and told them the story about what I was doing. Because when I started off, that's how I, how I think, it, think it got in. I never actually approached Harrods in my life. And then from being in Harrods, I ended up in Selfridges and then from Selfridges, Whole Foods. But this was just me. You've got to understand, I didn't, it was literally one person. And it was a labour of love for me. It was a case of, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this well. That's why I spent two years. I could have bought Soapsmith out in six months. I took two years to do it. Every spar of soap you get from us, it's a long lasting smell. It will last for years, the scent, because we've tested it so. And so it sounds like you're kind of, you're doing a bit more um, at this stage. You're learning a bit more about the creative side and I guess the technical side of actually making yeah. soap. I read that you did a three month course in soap making. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now you, you said that if you hold any bar of soap, you'll know instantly the process of how it was made. Absolutely. What's absolutely. Made? It's true. And you're still sold in Harrods to this day? No, we're in talks with Harrods at the moment. The difference with what's happened with Soapsmith is we had the older style clean packaging. We have recently done a rebrand. So yes. we're in, you know, one of the shops that at the time when I was in lots of these shops, the one I wasn't in was Liberties. We're now in Liberties. <laughs> you're, so <laughs> you're in Liberties yeah, and Fortnum's. Yeah, and we're speaking to the ones that you've mentioned, the department stores of this world. And they are looking at taking our brand on as well. I can see your product in hotels. You know, those really cool boutique hotels. That's I, where, that's your next thing. I can't, yeah. Do you know how right you are? <laughs> you would not believe how right you are. We've, I've signed an NDA. I've signed four different NDAs for four different um, very high level projects. 
that are in the works. So they've been signed off and we're working out the details, but you are extremely close. The packaging, which you just mentioned, which I'd love to ask you about, it's this kind of beautiful, eye-catching, bold design, bold colours with gold lettering. Yeah. You, as you said, you did the redesign back in September last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the design before that was equally beautiful, but kind of softer, whites yeah. and pinks, pale colours. Yeah. So mm. what brought around the redesign and is that important? to a business to kind of constantly refresh absolutely absolutely this new design really reflects the brand where the brand is now when i launched soapsmith i immediately won beauty awards for the products that was easy um the packaging people loved it it was very clean but it was almost like everything else now we're winning packaging awards for the packaging and that's because of our design partners bulletproof they really brought the soul and the creativity and the urban artistry of Soapsmith to life. Bulletproof are a global design agency and in a savvy move, Sam secured an investment-led partnership with them. They would invest their resources, including access to first-class illustrators and global brand experts, and in exchange, they would receive a stake in the company. I was curious as to how this collaboration came about. Well, there's, um, there's a lady called Charmadine Reed who used to wear war nails. Oh, and yeah. Oh, she's, she's been amazing. a massive, she's fantastic. Um, she um, uh, used to wear war nails and she found my products and she said, you know, I love this stuff. And so I sent her stuff and she's bought products and all sorts of things. And she had my products in her salon. And one of the ladies who worked for Bulletproof saw my um, bath soap, bought it, loved it, told the the founders about my product, they looked at the, the website, looked at the product, spoke to me and said, we can help you with branding. Now, over the years, I have had a lot of investment in, in terms of investors coming to me saying, we want to invest in you or we want to help you design houses. And it just never felt right. I'd managed to grow Soapsmith with family and friends and mainly myself, my own cash. And they offered to do the redesign for me. It needed a fresh pair of eyes because when you've got a business for so long, you don't see the wood for the tree sometimes. It's still myself as an entrepreneur, the designer, the founder, and I also work with an illustrator called um, Tommy Bispiff. He's a really, really fantastic illustrator, and he did all the beautiful um, graphics and pictures on our, our packaging. Did you find then that after the redesign, have you seen a spike in sales? Or, or absolutely, really? absolutely. Okay. It's been it's been crazy. We've used hot foil embossing, and the, the heavyweight amber jar just gives it a really nice premium feel, and it just makes the product sing. Sam, the business is doing incredibly well, but we're hearing all the good stuff. And I'm wondering what some of the, the failures over the years, what mistakes you've made, where have it, has it gone wrong? I, I could write you a book <laughs> on the failures, honest to goodness. I, right, when I first started, like I said, it was just me and every single penny counts, right? Was it Bill Pafitas that said, treat your money, or maybe Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, to treat your money like it's little soldiers. You know, so I used to treat my money like it's soldiers. Sometimes they got killed in battle. Sometimes they came back with girlfriends and we made more money. 
I really struggled with gift boxing, packaging, gifting. I had so many people say to me, oh my God, this makes a really nice gift. Can I buy three or four? And, and for years, I didn't do anything about it. And so I thought, okay, we'll get some gift, gift packaging done. So I looked on Google and I found a company that did gift boxes and they looked amazing. And I thought, right, this is a massive investment. So I contacted them. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but I contacted them and I said, I would love these gift boxes. And no, like, yeah, brilliant. Send us your soaps and we'll just do, make, make a gift box really nice for it. And I said, yep, yeah, I want them to be situated like this, this and this, send them the soaps. And I said, I really need a sample. So they sent me back a sample and I thought, this is a bit flimsy. I said, are you sure this is going to fit my soaps? And they were like, yes, 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 we've tested them. I said, but this feels a bit soft. And they said, this is just a sample. This was about £2,000 order. And to me, £2,000 might not sound a lot, but at the time, goodness gracious, it was, it was, <laughs> it was make or break times. So I went ahead and I bought the soap boxes. The soap boxes arrived, put them in the soap box. So far, so good shook it around it felt a bit flimsy I thought okay I sent one to my friend about a couple of days later she calls me and says these soap boxes the, the soap's everywhere the inner structure had shattered the soaps were just like wayward these oh, soaps no. and I was like oh my god so I contacted the packaging company I said listen I said you know, this is really bad. I said, this doesn't work. I said, the soaps are going everywhere. So when they turned around and said to me, I didn't realise you're going to have to send them in the post. I said, are you <laughs> kidding me? What do you expect me to do? Oh, no. <laughs> what an epic fail. Yeah. Can you imagine saying that now? I mean, even yeah. then, they, you could have thought they'd know better. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. what? That was my, partly my mistake. I believed them when they said that the inners were fine when they said this, they tested it, the structure was fine. And when they sent me the sample, I didn't push back and say, give me a stronger sample. I just believed what they said and kept it trucking. Mm. I learned my lesson really, really well that day. And then I was like, right, okay, I've got to work this out. And I ended up getting cardboard, cutting out the pieces, putting them inside each of the gift boxes, then putting on the nice layer, which was sturdy enough. So it's really, really important that you don't believe everything people say, you know, especially with supplies. Do your own research. As someone who had um, a strong business background, more of a corporate background, where did you realise where your skills were and where you perhaps needed help? Because I think it's important to not think that you can take it all on yourself. Absolutely. Numbers. I sort of glaze over. I struggled to get my C in GCSE. Okay. <laughs> I got it. But it's numbers. Numbers are really, really... Oh, it's a different language, my, my, isn't it? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's just my downfall, numbers, numbers. But creativity is it's a piece of cake for me, but numbers. And, you know, I, I combated that by making sure that I had an accountant early on to do the books for me. In terms of bringing in other people, I mean, for you, luckily you had friends and family around you that were helping it's quite a big leap then to kind of take outside help. How do you know when you can trust people? You have to look at what they've done before in the past. You've got to look and see their history. They haven't got a big history. Why haven't they got a big history? Some people, everyone starts from somewhere, right? So you have to give people a chance. You know, you can't just imagine they've got years and years of experience, etc. You've got to give people a chance and you've got to allow them to show you who they are. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sam spoke earlier about how she took two years to get her product ready, and it shows. Soapsmith has won a host of different awards and has featured on QVC, a channel that Sam has some history with. My friend said to me, you know, QPC are doing a beauty business awards um, competition. Find the beauty band. And this was back in 2014. And she said, you should apply for it. And I was like, mm, how much is it? <laughs> I was like, how much is it to enter? And she said, it was free. And I said, oh, it's free. I said, okay, fine. So I sent them some products and I had the interview and we did that and we won that and we were on QVC and that was brilliant because our products, we went on there, we sold out. We sold that a few times on our products wow. at QVC. Yeah, yeah. They're really, really, they're really, really lovely. But I worked for QVC back when I was a student many, many years ago, about 20 years ago, 22 years ago now. And I did the graveyard shift in a call centre. So I know of them and they're an amazing company. And it was a really, really fun experience. Like going on TV, um, what happened to me a couple of years ago, Dragon's Den um, approached me to go on Dragon's Den. But you already had your business. They want businesses that are existing as well as businesses that are new. I didn't, I didn't go, Did on. go I didn't, on. I didn't go to, oh, no, no, they, they asked me, they sent me an email saying if I wanted to take part, they'd see my products and they, they, they'd researched me and stuff. Would I like to go on Dragon's Den? And it wasn't, it wasn't right for me to go on Dragon's Den because I was going through a redesign and I had my old packaging. So by the time the show would have aired, it would have been my brand new, really cool packaging. So I didn't want to go on um, Dragon's Den to... And plus, you never know what's going what's gonna to shake down. <laughs> yeah, but you could have... That could have been like a decent chunk of investment, but you would have then had to give up some control. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I'm happy with the way things have turned out because, you know, one thing I learned that was really... That was drilled into me... And, it was told to me many, many, many years ago. It is better for you to say no to stuff. You don't have to say yes to everything. And when I started out, I was happy to say yes to anything. Hey, you want this? Yeah, I'll be there. And I now realize that it's also wise to say no 
I want to ask a little bit about actually the making of the soap because you mm. know how to do it. You learned how yeah. to do it. You've now been doing mm. it a long time, but mm. you don't years. make every <laughs> years, but you don't make yeah. every product. Who's, no. who's the manufacturer and how does that kind of work? We make them in-house. We make everything in our unit. My team have been with me for five years and we're adding more. We're going to add a couple more in the next couple of months. So how many people in your team? Altogether, there's six of us. There's six of you. And out of that... And we've also got part-time people as well. Okay. On top of the six. So how many of those six are making the product? We've got two people making full-time. So we can do 10,000 bars of soap a week. That's insane. (laughs) Okay. So what do the other four do? Wrapping, packing customer service because all our soaps are hand wrapped and hand stamped we don't have a like a manufacturer that makes thousands and thousands of our items we make everything in-house we've got cement mixers for our bath soaps we mix in the cocoa butter the coconut milk powder the oatmeal powder we mix that all in by hand using the only machinery we use which will be big enough for our batches is a cement mixer so we've got two big cement mixers they're brand new we didn't use them for cement beforehand (laughs) wow and did you buy all that yourself out of your own money because you didn't start with any outside investment did you absolutely no in the early days I was literally making things in big big buckets in the unit over the eight years I mean it's incredible you've got this business that's lasted so long what do Mm. you think is the kind of secret to longevity the secret to longevity is giving people a good product making them come back you know that's my secret the scents themselves are so unique they are beautiful fragrances and people rave about them I've had people some of my customers I've had since I started and they're like oh we've got this back we've brought back products that we had archived until we had a new packaging because people have said where is this where is this <laughs> where's my pop soap so we brought them back and you know they've got, I've got the most amazing customers because with the initiative we did with the NHS the helping soap where we donated soap to um, NHS we did this we started doing this back in February our customers bought a product to donate a product they are extremely kind generous and they are the reason why I'm still here. We've talked a little bit about the kind of the partnerships and brands that you have and I know that in 2017 you teamed up with a coffee company Perky Blenders which oh, is amazing. <laughs> what oh, a name. They're, they're amazing, they're amazing. We do their um, coffee body scrubs. Victoria the founder she contacted me wanting to know whether I did body scrubs whether I could do a coffee body scrub. We're based, both based in Wolfenstiles. So we're both local businesses. And, and were like, you yeah. doing a coffee scrub at that time? No. Yeah. <laughs> doing a coffee scrub. And then we were doing a coffee scrub, but we could. It was funny. Um, last year, we had our coffee scrub on this morning. The TV show as part of oh, The Lazy wow. Girl's Guide to Summer. And then suddenly, we got so many inquiries about the coffee scrub, but they sold out, so we had to restock them many, many times. And so um, we supply them with coffee scrubs at the moment. Um, Are they quite lucrative, these brand collaborations, or do you find that the bulk of the money comes from sales, cold sales? They are quite lucrative, but I don't go into it looking for the money like that. I go into it because I like the company it's and it, and it's a nice it's you know what it's nice to do something that helps somebody else as well as yourself you know we make money from all the collaborations that's totally fine but it's not a massive influence for us i would rather give back and help 
than anything else. We recently made them a um, balm because people are washing their hands and the, the, the baristas with their hands. We made them just just for them, like a little a little Perky's um, hand balm. And these are just little things that, that we do. But our main our main business really is supplying our our growing online business. You know? Have you noticed any effect over the last few months um, of lockdown? What's, yeah, what's been the effect of that? Back in the day, pre-Brexit, we cemented our supply chain. So we already had our supply chain on lock. So we're, we're cool with our supply, getting our, our ingredients, etc. So that's totally fine. I have, I have felt massive um, sorrow, really, for what's been going on. We're okay as a business. Our customers, our stockists, they are, you know, they're our rock and they, you know, we'll, we'll be totally fine. Um, I do worry for small businesses that I know, my personal friends of mine that have businesses, that have shops. I do really, really worry um, for them. But all you can do is shop with them. The beauty industry has often come under scrutiny for its lack of diversity. As the founder of a Black-owned female startup, I wanted to know Sam's take on where we are now and what more needs to be done. The way I see it is no one can ever criticise you if you're prepared. When I used to go into meetings, they were expecting, you know, a guy, because I used to go in as Sam Jameson, so they're expecting a guy, so they'll take a step back because I'm, you know, a woman and I'm black. I've been fortunate that I haven't experienced um, discrimination and I think it's because I'll be honest with you I'm not out there you know I don't put myself out there I'm too busy making soap I don't go on socials it's only recently for International Women's Day I went I showed my face before I didn't now more than ever people are listening people are willing to to change and willing to just hear you mentioned the war nails and I wonder if there are any other kind of um, startups or companies, beauty or otherwise, by amazing black women who you really champion. Keisha, 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 Trepadora. Her products are phenomenal. Um, I use them on my hair, I use them on my daughter's hair. She's a um, luxury premium hair care brand for curly hair, right? And she's got the most amazing salon for curly hair in Berkshire. Her products are amazing. I champion her all day long because I, I remember when she was starting back in 2013, 2014, and I was also going through my baby steps. So we supported each other in the journey. Do you feel the landscape is getting better for women in business, black women in business in particular? Do you yeah. think stuff's changing and going in the right yeah. direction? Stuff is changing. Um, obviously, some people want it to move, change quicker, and that's completely understandable. But for me, I'm, 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 I'm happy with the direction it's going. Fast is always great, but direction it's going is good. I'm seeing different shades and different products that are marketed to everyone rather than just a small segment. And that was one of the things when I started Selpsmith, that my products are going to appeal to everyone. You seem very together, like on top of it all the time. I wondered how you kind of maintain that. I'm frantically paddling underneath this desk. I am not on top of it, honest to goodness. No, I just have really, really, really lovely people, a really cool team behind me. And I just make it work. I've got an extremely supportive mum. So she is the unpaid babysitter when needs to be, and it's her grandchild, so she's happy to do whatever she can to help. I'll tell you what, if you'd have interviewed me eight years ago, I would have ripped my hair out because it was 
it was very, 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 it's this, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life by far, starting Soapsmith, maintaining it and growing it. It's, it's extremely hard, but it's also the most pleasure I've ever had in my time. Now it's time for our What She Said question. It's based on a column we used to run in style where high profile business leaders answered burning career questions. And the question we have for Sam is, how do I plan ahead in these uncertain times? The way to plan ahead in these times is to, number one, work out if this is what you are really passionate about, right? So reconfirm that this is what you want to do because you are going into the unknown because it's completely uncharted territory, right? So confirm that this is what you want to do. Yes, it is. Step two. Step two is to break down what you actually do. So for me, for SOAP, how I plan ahead is I make sure that I have my suppliers unlocked. I have my distributors sorted out. I know what I'm going to have laid out for tomorrow and prepare for the worst, you know, prepare for the worst. Because then nine times out of 10, you're pleasantly surprised that it's not all that bad. I found that with, for me, preparing was making sure that I had all of my ingredients to hand, making sure that I had enough stock, pre-buying. And if you're small, especially if you're small and you don't have enough space to store everything, you know what? Relationships are so key. Speak to your suppliers and nine times out of 10, they will have space for you to store your stock and you can just draw it down so you're not crowding yourself out. When I started Subsmith, the packaging that I wanted and I got was reserved for people that were buying 10,000, 20,000 units. I said, listen, I really, really want this packaging. So do you know what I did? I got them to piggyback my order on top of another existing large order. So instead of them producing 10,000, they produced 11,000. They gave me the 1,000. I paid a slightly higher price, but nowhere near the money I would have to outlay based on 10,000. So you have to be inventive. Look outside the box. Don't, don't take a no. A no is just a step to a potential yes. <laughs> People want to help. People want to help you become successful because they in turn become successful. Our next feature is Throw Forward. Each week, we ask our guests to set a question for the next one. Last week, Orla and Henrietta, the founders of Rixo, wanted to set Sam this question. I think I'd like to know how do you handle the growing pains of a business when you're growing quite quickly and how do you overcome those and prepare for them? Relationships, relationships, relationships. No man makes a product on their own. With me, when I first started, I chose suppliers that had the capacity to supply me with ingredients, with um, equipment, with um, packaging quickly and in large quantities. So the best thing mm-hmm. to do is to work with suppliers and um, packaging companies, whatever you need at the very beginning and maintain your supplier relationship because they will help you out as you grow. So Sam, what is your throw forward question? Well, mine is what was the opportunity that you had that really made your business boom, that defining moment, that defining contract product in your business that really made your business boom? blossom. We've heard the story of Soapsmith and Sam has answered our what she said and throw forward questions. I have one last question for her though. What does the future look like for Soapsmith? My goodness, it's it's crazy, nice, scary. <laughs> Do you know what? 
this is the nice section of the graph. Obviously, it's really hard work, but it is nice because we are growing in a nice way. We're extremely ambitious. And I've signed four NDAs, like I mentioned before, right? They're going through, they're happening. So it's amazing. The future of Soapsmith is extremely bright. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, bye. Goodbye, bye, bye. Thank you so much to Sam for sharing her side hustle story with me. I really love talking to her. A story like Sam's is exactly why we do this podcast, so that we can hear inspiring, truthful stories with practical advice about setting up a business. The highs, the lows, and everything in between. It's also worth noting that the products smell absolutely gorgeous. My personal favourite is Marble Arch, which is just divine. You can tell that so much love and care and thought has been put into these products. And it's also just great to help small businesses like this. You can buy all the lovely Soapsmith products at soapsmith.com. On Instagram, it's at soapsmithlondon. And while there, you can also find me at Scarlet Rose Russell. Finally, once again, please subscribe, rate and share the series via your preferred podcast app. Next week, I'll be joined by Rachel Shapey, the founder of the music composition website, I Can Compose. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.